somebody Help, not just anybody Help, you know I need someone AM 600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, RockofTalk.com. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you and yours as we kick off another super Saturday of programming right here in the Kiva with Tico and Tracy Venturi, the Venturi Real Estate Group from Keller Williams Realty. Pick up the phone and dial them today, 505-448-8888. That's 505-448-8888. Or go to the number one website in the state of New Mexico for real estate. That's welcomehomeabq.com, welcomehomeabq.com. Before uh, Tigo and Tracy uh, join us, let's go ahead and uh, rifle through their show and talk about their topics before they do. And the uh, best way to support our radio station is to support the people who support your listening. Tigo and Tracy have been doing that for eight long years here in the Kiva. Feels like only yesterday when they got started. And uh, now they are a burgeoning uh, real estate team helping Kiva listeners and other people throughout the valley uh, here in Albuquerque. By the way, the topics for today's show, when will we have more homes for sale? Tigo's going to hit that. And then how mortgage markets work. That's interesting. We have uh, mortgage uh, rates pushing forward. And then non-warrantable condos. I don't know. That sounds dangerous. Maybe I'm a little uncomfortable with that, uh, but we'll let Tigo and Tracy uh, to go ahead and uh, get through all of that and more. Thanks, everybody, for being here as always. And don't forget, welcomehomeabq.com. That's welcomehomeabq.com. Tigo? Oh, there we are. There we go. We got, we got more Beatles. There we are. Go ahead, Tigo. Oh, well, and then we got to turn Tigo on. Yes, yeah, so oh, oh, now he's finally yeah, well, unmuted. unmuted. There he is. There he is. There you go. There you go. Eddie, you do it all. You're the audio engineer, the station owner, general manager, talk show host. You know, is there anything you don't do? Run for I, mayor? I actually, run for governor? Yeah, you know, yeah, I, one of the things I don't do is I never count what I actually do do. That's why I just do what I do. So I get up in the morning and it's time to do whatever the next thing is to do. So never count, right? Never put on all the hats. Just say that you're there just to make things work. And that's exactly what you two do uh, over there at the Venturi Realty Group. Uh, you're like, well, I got to clean a floor. I got to take a picture. I got to go ahead and uh, show a property. Got to do it all. That's, that, that's what it takes. For sure. For sure. Well, we have a special guest this week, Eddie. Um, Lee Smith with uh, PRMI Mortgage. It has been a let's say nutty yeah, <laughs> mortgage market in the last uh, last month or so definitely in, in this week it got got really crazy sure and so um thought it'd be interesting to talk about you know how mortgage markets work and lee you're with uh, prmi mortgage which is Correct. prime residential primary residential mortgage incorporated prime. got it okay prmi got it yep and you are a local mortgage uh Originator, broker, um, originator, right? Banker, you know, yeah. uh, mid-sized bank, I guess you could call it. Uh, Got we it. Focus on mortgage only. Yeah. So, and um, just to get it out of the way, what's your uh, MLS number, just for uh, reasons that are required? Oh, okay. Uh, let me pull that up here. Oh, okay. you, I don't have it memorized. He doesn't have memory. <laughs> I know. I know. So there's, you know, regulations that anytime uh, mortgage brokers that are licensed, well, you got to be licensed. Mm -hmm. You have to disclose your license number. That's one of the the regulations. So, um, you know, the big thing is you're looking for that, Lee. Is there was a huge move in mortgages in just the the, the last month or so. There sure um, was. You know, we went from around, you know, let's just say three percent to now four percent plus on mortgage rates, and that's that's a big move. I mean, you think about that. That's three percent to four percent. 
That's a big move. And, um, and less in, in, in about a month, that's happened. Yeah. It's just it, it's happened so fast, you know, and uh, and it's definitely brought on challenges. You yeah. Know, due to it, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of bars have you know surprised. It's like you know when we pre qualified them, and and you know as you know that's a whole other yeah. challenge and trying yeah. to find a home. Exactly. But, um, you pre qualify them, and and they they look, and they're sitting there and looking and looking, and and a month later, rates have gone up a point. You know, yeah. a full point, and and so that's definitely discouraging. You know, um, it is. It is, and there's a survey we're going to talk about that. That you know, basically highlighting how discouraged buyers are. <laughs> so uh, again, your MLS number. Yep, MLS number is is four nine two five three seven. Okay, good. Got mm-hmm. that out of the way. Yep. So what I want to talk about, Lee, is how do mortgage markets work? Because a question that's now coming up is. Anybody that's kind of casually following the news, they hear about what's going on with the Fed, and the Fed is going to raise interest rates. Right. And then they go, well, they haven't raised them yet, but yet mortgage rates have gone up a percent in the last, you know, just over a month. So so, so how does that work? Why? There, there obviously is not a direct correlation to what the Fed does versus what mortgage rates do. So. Can right. you try to unwrap that a little bit? Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, you know, at, at the heart of it, the mortgage, you know, the mortgage movement is going to be based on what's happening in the economy. You know, typically, okay. uh, a lot of times when there's, uh, unfortunately, when there's bad things that are happening and the markets are crashing and that kind of thing, and uh, and it's affecting, you know, the stock market, the 10-year treasury rates tend to, to move down. Okay. okay. And and when things are uh, doing well uh, or inflation is up like it is now, then right. the rates start to move, right? But the thing is with mortgage rates, it's a lot of times based on emotion, okay? Um, things that are going to be happening, right? Uh, a lot of times, like with what's happening now with inflation and the talks, just the talks alone of, okay, the inflation is, is you know, through the roof. We've had uh, the biggest year-over-year increase in 40 years. Uh, that scares a lot of people because they know what's coming next. And what's coming next is the Fed raising the overnight rate the Fed pulling back and not buying nearly as many mortgage-backed securities and really coming out of that market. Yep. And just the news of that, it, rates are based on emotion. And that's what drives it is emotion. Yeah, um, and it's really, the, so the mortgage rates, well, let me just ask this. I'm not going to say it as a statement. I'm going to ask it as a question. Do mortgage rates, really, they're, they're pricing in the future? Exactly. They've priced it in. So what we're hearing now is that the Fed is considering a 50-point BIP increase, 50 0.5% increase to the overnight rate. Now that's not the mortgage interest rate or like if you're getting an auto loan or, yep. or you're interested in your credit card, that's not what that is. Yeah. But what it does do is it affects all of those rates. Okay. Yeah. Now when we hear that there's gonna be a, a, a 0.5% increase to the overnight rate, people panic, right? And they price it in. Yeah. When the emotion, they price it into the rate and our rates start to move up. And they've moved up significantly because of the news uh, of what the Fed is gonna start to do here in March. Uh, by the time it actually happens, it's already been priced in, like you said. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so we don't see nearly the same effect. So when it actually does happen. So, so come March when they, you know, some people are saying a, a half a point. Some people are saying a quarter point. You mm-hmm. know, looks like everybody agrees they're going to raise it some somewhat. Right. And, and the reason they're doing that is they want to slow down the economy to slow, to, to pull back on inflation. Pull back right? on inflation, right. Yeah. With the uh, news yesterday of the CPI, and yesterday it was a pretty big increase, uh, 83 bips, which is uh, pretty significant, 0.83% yeah. to, to some of the pricing, uh, not necessarily the rate. But with the news of that, now there's a 44% chance that the going to increase it by half a percent. That's you a, know? That, that's, that that's would a be big. Increase, that yeah. would be big. And, you know, I know 
there you know if i follow all these economists on twitter myself that's right. one of one of my my uh things i do and it's really interesting the the conversations and debates going on cuz you know nobody really knows and but but what happened is so what happened on thursday when the inflation numbers came out um the market tanked Mm -hmm. the 10-year treasury went up substantially it went up over two percent which was the first time in i don't oh. know how long well i'd how say I got probably the chart right at here. least probably two uh, over two years you know yeah, probably see, last time it was at two percent was uh 2019. Mm -hmm. you know and and so let's let's talk about that actually so if we look at uh 30-year fixed rate mortgages they're somewhere around Four percent. Is that fair to say? Uh, maybe even a little higher right now. Maybe a little higher. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the thing I thought was interesting about that, though, if you look back in history, we're we're basically back to where we were pre. So let's say you know right. January of 2020, pre-COVID. Exactly. And that's that's the thing is, we do need to change the narrative a little bit here, yeah. right? Because yes, rates are definitely higher than they were a month ago. They're definitely higher than they were in. Uh, you know, 2021 and, and 2020, but they are back to where the direction we were headed, you know, at the beginning of 2020 pre-COVID. And we're yeah. right at that same level again. So we're right back to where we were at. The question I'm getting a lot lately is, are the higher mortgage rates going to slow down the housing market? And I think the answer is yes. Uh, I think the, the, the big question then is how much? Right. How much is it going to do? How many buyers are going to be taken out of the market because now their mortgage? So you know, we did some, we did a chart here. If you look at a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan, let's say mm -hmm. loan dollars, at three percent it was a thousand fifty four, and at four percent, or it's at you know, let's say twelve hundred. So it's about one hundred and fifty dollars more per month. Right. Yeah. And so and that's that's what ends up happening is yeah. that when the rates move, then people are priced out of their homes or where they were looking, um, especially when their debt to income ratios are, are pretty tight. Now you're looking at, OK, one, your payment has gone up, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or does that mean you can be, you know, now you have to buy less house. And yeah. uh, we talked a little bit about, yeah. you know, that type of an increase, a one percent increase uh, in rate, which that's what it's been uh, over the month. Yep. Uh, how much house can you buy now? And you probably lose about $30,000 in buying power. In buying power, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, Lee. I went back and looked at like 2018 when we had the, the price, the mortgage surge. I think we had a surge in 2015. I'm trying to remember exactly where we had, you know, we've had periods where mortgage rates went up really fast. Right. Right. And I was curious to see if there was some correlation to home prices and then the number of home sales and the thing that was interesting I just looked at Albuquerque there is there really wasn't a change no it, it really didn't at least in those times it did not take people out of the out of buying uh, you know statistically now the 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 one variable that we have now that we didn't have then is we've had two years of price appreciation you know somewhere between 20 to 30 percent right. in two years that's that that's different so it's gonna it's gonna be curious to see um you you said something i, I just want to go back to it you said uh, debt to income or you know what we always say dti uh -huh. what, what do you mean by that because i think that's yeah. a real it's a very simple thing i think but if you've never shopped a mortgage you you, you have to understand that so what is what is yeah, debt what, to income debt to income ratio is your growth is, is your total of all of your liabilities your monthly obligations mm -hmm. okay uh, based on the credit report plus the proposed housing expense, the house that you're looking to purchase. Okay. And you take that and you divide it by your gross monthly qualifying income. 
Okay. And that gives us a percentage. Uh, most loan products want you to stay, you know, at or below 45%. Uh, that's, you know, more ideal. Uh, you can usually push that up to 50% with, you know, factors such as good credit and a, a really strong buyer. But, you know, so typically you want to stay at about 45% uh, debt to income ratio. So again, your, your total of your liabilities in the proposed housing expense divided by your gross monthly income. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Um, so let, let's just do the anecdotal thing. So, you know, here Venturi Realty Group, we've, we're here in Albuquerque. Um, there's still a lot of buyers out there looking for homes. That's Absolutely. what we're seeing. We have not seen, seen much change there. Um, yeah, lots we, of pent up demand. Lots of pent up demand. And so in the mortgage world, you guys do, you know, a pre-qualification, a right. pre-approval process for people that are looking for homes. Um, have you seen much change there? We haven't, no. In fact, uh, what's happening now, it feels like we have a lot of people now feeling the rates going up and, and the news definitely can help and hurt you, right? Yeah. And so with, with all the news of rates moving up as fast as they can, now there's a rush to say, we need to buy now. Got because it. there's no, you know, they, right now they don't know when these rates are going to stop moving, right? And they can continue. And uh, so there's there's now been a rush of people that just say, like, I need to buy. I want to buy. And as you know, in this market, uh, Albuquerque, uh, and we talked about this before, yeah. that uh, it's not just Albuquerque, but rents are, are through the roof. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So. Yeah. In fact, rents have gone up uh, faster. You know, that's, that's one of the things that, that we, we hear a lot right now when we're, when we're talking about inflation and we're talking about, um, you know, housing costs and, and rental costs and shelter costs is real estate is actually a really good hedge against inflation. Right. Because now, you know, somebody that bought a house a year ago, they're locked in at that monthly payment forever. Right. Right. It, it doesn't get affected by inflation. Right. Right. Like, like rents do. Right. right. Like yeah. rents do. Right. 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 Now, of course, you could argue, yes, the, the value of the dollar is less that you're paying with and all that. Okay. I got that. I understand. But I'm just saying it, you know, you know, a, a, a real asset like real estate uh, generally is a good hedge against inflation. It really is. Yeah. It's one of the best hedges against inflation because it's, it is going to continue to appreciate as inflation is up. So, so, so is that appreciation on the homes. And like you said, you know, we've seen double digit 20 to 30% increase in the Albuquerque area. That's going to continue. And so we've really been educating our borrowers, our prequels to, you know, stay in the market. You know, it's still a great time. Rates Historically, they're still low. Like we said, you of know, course. you know, they're yeah. still the same level as they were in 2020 before pre pre COVID. You know, um, and and appreciation is still there. It's going to continue. It's driven by supply and demand, and as the as the supply issues that we have, you know, there's just not a whole lot of homes in the market currently. And we still have <laughs> Boy, isn't that the truth? Right. We don't. We have a lot of demand. That's going to drive prices up and continue to. This supply and demand issue that we have, or the supply issue that we have, isn't going to be over in the next, I don't feel like probably in the next couple of years, because it's such a uh, such a big issue right now. Yeah, yeah. So why not purchase, secure that appreciating asset at a time when rates are still historically good? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of buyers have do have short term memory, and it's not as good as it was, like I said, a month ago. Yeah, but it is still a great time to buy. So if you look at post, let's say, uh, the the great recession right the housing crash whatever you want to call it right you know coming out of, of 2010 2011 2012 mm -hmm. you know we mortgage rates came down a lot just same thing right the fed did some stuff to stimulate the economy right. all this stuff right so 
you know, we've been in this 4%, 5% range for many, many years many now. Years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and right now we're still, you know, if you look at it again, historically, we're at the lower end of that. Well, I don't know, we'll call it the middle end of that range because we have had 3% mortgages for the last two years. So right. anyway, I think we've, we've beat up this this mortgage thing enough. Um, Lee, you saw a story and, and I know, you know, I saw the story too. And um, Fannie Mae does a home purchase sentiment index. Okay, so Fannie Mae is one of the, the the funders of mortgages, right? Right. Okay, we can get into the secondary mortgage market too if we want, but um, they do a survey, and it was uh, the basically the buyer sentiment was at an all time low, meaning it's like the worst time. You know, the, the, I forget exactly the question. You know how surveys are. You know, it depends how it's asked, but basically it's saying is now a good time to buy. Right. And it, it hit a, a, an all-time low. So that was splashed all over the news this week. And I I can see why buyers feel that way. I can see it too. You know, I can see it with the news, you know, again, good yeah. and bad, right? Yep. The news is pushing, oh, rates are, are, are moving up. They're high. You know, they're going, you know, they've, they've had this increase that's, you know, unprecedented and it's going to continue to go up. But then the other part of it is, you know, they talk about inventory and it's a seller's market. And so that all already has a connotation of it's not a buyer's market, it's a bad time to buy, right? Which is, isn't is true. You know, there's so many good reasons to buy right well, now. Well, in, in the question, yeah, and, and that's just it. It's like, okay, well, is it a good time to buy? Well, kind of no if you look at it from the standpoint, there's very little to choose from. It's very competitive. Interest rates have gone up at uh, uh, one point in the last, you know, two months. Right then yeah, okay, I can see that. That makes sense. It's really frustrating to be a buyer. Big picture though, is it a good time to buy if your intention is to be in the home for 10 years? I I don't see why not. Right. That's where I'm at with it. Long term, you look at it and it's a great time still, right? Yeah. yeah. But you're right. Short term, yeah, you're competing. Was it better a year ago? Of course it was. Of course it was. That ship has sailed. We're not there anymore, We're not right? There. That no, doesn't no. mean stop buying. Yeah, right? there's yeah. still opportunities yeah. out there. Yeah, and we know. Again, we already said this, but you know, we see it. You see it in the in the in the broker in the mortgage brokerage world that uh, there's still a lot of buyers out there that are looking for homes, and right. there are very very few homes for for sale in the right. Albuquerque area. And what also comes with that sentiment, you know, where the where the buyers feel like that, they're 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 also capturing people that are probably out there looking and discouraged. You know, because of multiple offer situations, they've probably put in 10 or 15 offers and lost yeah. out on them just yeah. because, yeah. you know, and so you have a, a pretty big pool of bars that are probably are looking uh, because I imagine that right now, uh, I don't know the statistics on this, you probably know better than I do that we probably have one of the biggest pools of buyers out there right now. Oh, right? yeah, right for where sure. We're at right now. And that's for sure. part of why the supply issue is, is what it is. So you have a lot of people looking that are just so discouraged with the market because they do lose out on a lot of offers. Yeah, I, I guess my only point is if you see the headline that says, you know, um, buyers say it's the worst time ever to buy, you know, that doesn't mean they're not going to because they're still out there. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't, you know, match one headline with a belief of what's going on in the market. Right. Um, So this whole conversation about inventory, you know, that's kind of real estate lingo. Basically it means homes for sale on the market. We um, just this week hit another all-time low right. for the Albuquerque area, and there was a conversation on one of the Facebook groups that's just realtors here locally, and it's like, you know, this is this is nutty. And one thing that I've tracked Lee over the years, and and is you know when 
do we generally see a seasonal change in the Albuquerque area for the number of homes on the market? Um, and and by the way, if you just tuned in, this is a Tico Venturi Venturi Realty Group with Keller Williams Realty. And um, you can reach us at uh, 448-8888. I'm with uh, Lee Smith with uh, PRMI uh, Mortgage Broker here, local Albuquerque. Lee, how can people get a hold of you if you want to talk more? Yeah, my, uh, my phone number, my uh, direct line is uh, 505-507-4751. That's the best number to reach me at perfect it's my mobile um text call um and yeah. i will say people that are thinking about buying i know it's great you know you can get on websites and look at homes and do all that but but man talking with a trusted local uh, mortgage advisor is so critical because mortgages are not cookie cutter they're not no, yeah. no you can lose thousands by talking to the wrong lender yeah you know you really yeah. can and, yeah yeah uh, and put yourself in a bad situation i you know i talk to people all the time uh, one was talking to a lender and it took weeks and weeks and weeks found out they couldn't do it you know uh rates had gone up by then you know we got a hold of it we were able to get it done you know but it's just that even that time lost when you're talking to the wrong person you know it's yeah. so important and especially yeah. in this market so what I looked at was, so so back to this whole idea of, okay, when are we going to have more homes on the market? All-time low. We're like 600 homes on the market in the Albuquerque area right now, which is just just ridiculous, right? And, and to put some uh, perspective on that, uh, a balanced market is five, six-month supply. Right now, we're at like 0.5-month supply, right. um, which which means, you know, if we if we had 5,000 homes on the market versus the 600 right now, we'd still be considered kind of a balanced market or still maybe even a seller's market. Mm -hmm. You know, it would, it would take about four, 5,000 homes to come on the market to push us into uh, what we traditionally would consider a buyer's market. So we got a long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah. And we're not going to build our way out of it. That's a whole nother conversation right. with, with what's going on with uh, new construction. So, but, but seasonally, what we've seen is sometime around the end of March, early April is generally when we see a bottoming of the number of homes on the market in the Albuquerque area. That's not good news for us right now where we sit yeah, today. We still haven't hit the bottom. We haven't hit the bottom yet, right? right? And we're in and so my 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 hope and my wish is if if you're thinking about selling out there and you're you're listening or you know people that are thinking of selling, get in earlier than later. I assure you there are lots of buyers out there that, that are that are looking for homes. Oh yeah. And and it um you know earlier is better. Absolutely. I mean, it is truly a seller's market right now. I mean, you yeah. can get top dollar for your home right now. It is the it is the time if you're thinking about selling. You know, definitely call Tigo. I mean, it's a, a great time to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Probably we, one of the best times in historically that we've had. Uh, well, for, and interesting. For, for, you know, we did sellers. that show. We did that show last weekly. Uh, Tracy and I talked about that. Is this the the greatest time ever to be a home seller? It really is. And, and you're going well. Statistically, yes. Could it be better next year? I don't know. But you know, it, it's 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 interesting, and it's funny because I you know I, I hear a lot of uh, the 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 realtors I work with, they're all, yeah. you know, they're all on the listing side now. You know, they're listing because they can list those houses yeah. and they sell, you know, within, you know, a, a weekend, multiple offers and, you know. You know, it's so. interesting. I'm going to tell you this, Lee, because that, you know, you, you say that in, and then people think, well, oh gosh, it's just so easy. You just do that. It, and we were having a, our, our team meeting here talking about, it, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like more work now than ever, even though, yes, it's happening fast, 
but filtering through 20 different offers and trying to figure out, you know, what the the best offer is, what's going to be the best deal for the the, the seller. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to net the most amount of money, but it's not always just about money. It might be about timing. It might be about terms. It sure. might be about repairs. And one of the other things we always talk about, and you'll like this, is, you know, who is the lender that that buyer is working with? You know, yeah. if it's if it's cash, okay, that's one thing. I sure. get that. Um, but if it's if there if if you're a seller and you've got ten offers and they're all pretty, you know, let's say equal in in dollar amount, for example, um, I, one of the things that we think is super important is who's the lender, who's the person that's you know helping that buyer get the loan, because we've seen way too many crash and burns over the oh, yeah. years with with people that got pre-qualified with, um, let's just say, an online lender. I'm, you know, I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying, you know, somebody that's not local and and uh, crash and burn. And you've probably bailed some of those deals out before. Absolutely. You know, it's so important, one, to have a local lender who knows the area, who knows this market, who who works with uh, the local agents, who understands this community. Um, you know, what we see a lot of, and especially over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of uh, companies that have come out, out of nowhere, you know, mortgage companies. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, a lot of companies will issue... Uh, what what I call false prequels, where they haven't done their due diligence, uh, haven't looked at credit, you know, maybe just had a conversation with a borrower, and and here's a prequel, and that 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 is happening out there, you know. We know. Yeah, you've you've run into it, so it is important to have a good, reputable local lender who understands this market and and who can stand by those prequels, you know. And and as you know, having deals fall apart because at the end of the day, the borrower wasn't qualified when you could have found that out on day one, waste a lot of money, waste a lot of time, and causes a lot of frustration. Yeah. yeah, and I know when you do, uh, l let's just discuss that real quick. What's the difference between a pre-qualification and a pre-approval, for example? Sure. So a pre-qualification is going to be uh, where, where the, the, the loan officer will pull the credit. Okay, a true pre-qualification, they should pull the credit and analyze mm -hmm. the liabilities, take a look at the income. Uh, really, you know, understand what that income looks like um, and uh, take a look at the assets, make sure that they have sufficient funds to close mm -hmm. and to get to the closing table. And uh, and based on that information, run it through AUS, which is Automated Underwriting System, okay. which most lenders should uh, run their, their files through. And uh, as long as that all checks out, then you can issue a pre-qualification letter. Okay. okay, got it. Versus a pre-approval where it takes it a step further. Uh, where it takes all that information, actually submits it to an underwriter who then reviews the file uh, and issues a conditional approval. Right. Right. And condition based on, okay, everything looks good here. We're just waiting on an appraisal at that point. Got it. Right? Got it. In, in, you, you said credit and it just made me think about it. And sorry, I, I pulled oh, this yeah. up here because, you know, following our show is Michael Ramos with uh, Credit Rescue um, credit New rescue, Mexico. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so Michael does his show and, and you know, helps people um, clean up their credit. When you guys price, or not you guys, that's, it's not really you that price it, but your credit score will affect how much your mortgage rate is going to be. We're going to circle this all the way back to Absolutely. mortgage rates, right? Yes, so, yes. so, you know, when you see mortgage rates get being quoted out there, and let's say they're quoting them at, uh, let's say, 375 or something, mm -hmm. right? For, for people to get the very best mortgage rate, what what kind of credit score do they need to have? Seven forty is is seven forty plus is where you want the very uh, is where you want the credit score to That's get. That's the, the best magic rate. number. Yeah, it's the magic number. Yeah. Most, okay. And so you know rates, and I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. When uh, 
you know, there's there's a lot of competitors out there that are throwing rates out there that are saying, oh, that we have these super low rates, but there's a lot more to it. One, you know, are there any points associated with that, right? And we can talk that talk about that, yeah, too, right? Yeah. But there's also what's called loan level pricing adjustments, where credit makes a difference, how much mm-hmm. you're putting down, whether it's a purchase or a refinance, the type of home, you know, single family versus multi unit, sure, uh, versus condo versus second uh, home versus home. investment, yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. all those factors come into play on how they're going to price your rate out, but credit is a big factor in that. Um, more so on conventional loans. Conventional loans are very credit sensitive. Okay. Just in real quick, in the couple minutes we have left, mm-hmm. conventional versus like FHA, wh- yeah. what's the difference? Conventional would be uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Okay. okay. They're government backed. Yep. Okay. Um, so they're private entities, right? Okay. They're the biggest, uh, you know, six, what is it? 65% of mortgages in the United States are backed by Fannie or Freddie. Okay. okay? Uh, then you have FHA which makes up about 20%. Okay. Okay. And those are government mortgages, HUD, right? Okay. Um, and then you have VA, which is about 10%. Okay. Okay. And those are for uh, exclusive for veterans, probably one of the best loan programs out there. They are. Loan program, yeah, they 100% are. financing. Yep. Uh, and then you have uh, USDA, which is a small percentage. And then after that, you have um, maybe portfolio and non-traditional types of mortgages. So, yeah. And I know there's like hard money and portfolio. Mm-hmm. Do you lump hard money and portfolio kind of together? Yeah, kinda, yeah. yeah. Just kind of like the non-traditional uh, hard money, portfolio, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, to a certain extent, those type of loans are your traditional bank loans, right? They they actually hold those loans hold on those the balance loans. sheet of, of the bank or they whoever. They insure whoever, those ones, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah themselves. Yeah, Instead yeah. of Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA insuring those, the government yeah. insuring them. So Eddie, we just uh, talked about, you know, uh, credit scores, you know, Michael's coming up next. So 740 is the magic number to get uh, to get the very best mortgage rates. And, and with the, the big surge in, in mortgage rates this week, you're gonna wanna get the very best mortgage rate. <laughs> Credit makes a difference. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I've uh, been uh, not only at 740, but with Mike Ramos, he actually helped me get uh, a little bit more than that. And it was pretty good. Uh, a lot of that cleanup and all you have to do is listen to, you know, Mike Ramos, get your credit cleaned up. And uh, folks, uh, let me tell you, you are ready to go. Tigo and Tracy, as always, they'll get you ready to go and across the finish line. Make sure that gets that offer with Tigo and Tracy's name on it. It's the strongest offer in the marketplace when you're armed with market knowledge. Not to mention a uh, history of doing transactions. The number one real estate uh, team here in the state of New Mexico will help you do that. So you can go ahead and get to the first position to get that home. 550-5500 if you want to text me directly. Or better yet, reach out to Tigo and Tracy directly at 505-448-8888. That's 505-448-8888 or welcomehomeabq.com. All right, let's go improve our credit. Let's huddle with Mike Ramos next. So much younger than today I never needed 